With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Stop what you're doing. Nope. Think nope. he was waiting for me. Nope, wasn't waiting. Stop what you're doing. Go make sure you are subscribed to our podcast. <laughs> trying to switch it up. He's going to switch it up. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe. Please rate us and review us on whatever platform you listen because that's how we become more popular for more people to hear us. Helps us get better guests and overall gives you a better experience. So please stop what you're doing and go do that right now. ASAP. One other thing before I forget. The Raspy Voice Kids will be in Charleston, South Carolina. More accurately, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina at the Charleston Sports Pub. Rated the number one sports pub in all of Charleston. We will be doing a live watch party on November the 16th for the Kansas State game. Come out and have fun if you are anywhere near Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. The Raspy Voice Kids will be in the building. We'll perform our song. There will be trivia. There will be giveaways, even shots. Shots, 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 shots. So, it's going to be a good time. Hope you guys are there. But now it's time for pop culture. Pop, 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 pop. Is chili a soup? Now, this question has gone out. Lots of people have opinions on it. We put the poll up. People argue about it. There's arguments to be made on both sides. There might even be a third option. What is your view, Jeremy? Your mama's so stupid. I told her it was chilly outside. She went and got a bowl. Baby's kids. <laughs> we don't die. We multiply. If you don't know about it, then you don't know. If you do know, then you do know. Chili, for me, is completely a soup. I think it's 100% a soup. Maybe it's not as liquidy, uh, if that's a word. Yeah. Um, liquidy as, as other soups. Liquidy is not a word, by the way. Huh? But <laughs> 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 no, it's not liquid, but it's a soup. Like, I, I mean... Anything, anything I make in a big pot, in a huge family-sized pot like that. What about fried chicken? I'm making a pot like that. How do you fry your chicken? You, you fry your chicken, then you take it out and you put it on a napkin. You never and deep fry anything? Yeah, yeah, but you take it out. Like the, When you eat it, you take it out of but that. But if you deep fry, it's in a big pot. It doesn't stay there. You take it out and let it cool, and you know what I mean? And you're saying if you leave it in the bowl. If you leave in it the pot, in the bowl and serve it, it from the pot... It is a soup. Say what you want. Look where Chili's at on every restaurant menu. It's in the soup section. There's a reason why it's in the soup section. Because Chili's a soup. That's what it is. You serve it in a bowl, okay? That's what it is. Not just because you serve it in a bowl, because obviously you have cereal and other things. But if you if you make it in a pot and you leave it in a big pot, I'm not talking about a little pot, a big pot, it's soup to me. A lot of people feel like you, Jeremy. A lot of people feel like you. But I do not feel that way. And in fact, most cooks don't consider it to be a, a, a soup. Most chefs do not consider it to be a soup. 
It is its own classification, in my opinion. Now, there are some people who try to call it a stew. It's the difference between stew and soup. It's because all- of the cooking method, not the appearance. A stew right. is a combination of solid food ingredients that have been cooked in water or other water-based liquid, typically by simmering, and that are then served without being drained. Yeah, whatever. Look, it is a soup. If you want to call it a stew, a porridge, or whatever you want to call it, call it that. Do you know if, what I if, call if, it? if there's liquid in, in food put in one big pot and served from that pot with a big old scooper, it's soup. See, I feel like chili is its own thing. I don't think it's soup. I don't think it's stew. I think it's just chili. It's chili. And I know there's so many different ways to do it. Some people do it without meat. Some people do it with, and some people do it without beans, I believe. They do it different ways in different places. I think in Texas they do it without beans. And some people say that's just sauce that goes on a hot dog if you make it that way. I yeah. like mine with, got to have the kidney beans. Definitely. Gotta I, have like the kidney the way, beans. I like the way our mom makes it. And there's not, that is not soupy at all. Yeah, it's, it's very it's chunky. A, it's a little chunky. That's but, what I mean. That's why I made a big pot with a bowl? Yeah, but that's why I feel like it's How not a soup. How do you get it out? Big spoon? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> a ladle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said big spoon. Big spoon. For me, for me, it's undeniable. It's a soup. Um, like I said, my, my thing is you look at every restaurant menu, that's where it's at, at under the soup. That is the argument that I can't get past. How, uh, is that the fact that if you look on a restaurant menu, it is listed as a soup. So officially, it's listed as a soup. Um, and stews, I think most people would just consider a soup. They're, most people don't differentiate no, stew from that's soup. That's just the different words for, you know, it's all, it's all the same thing. Like I said, it's like somebody say, "Did you drive your car?" No, I drove my truck. Okay, we oh, yeah. we're talking about the same thing, a vehicle. But I personally don't view chili as a stew. I never have. I just or as a soup. I never have. So that's my opinion. We did a poll on this, um, and it was pretty close, I believe. And let me look and see if I can find it. I also want to know how you like your chili. Some people like it a little. I watery. like it chunky. Nope. Some like people like the thick chunks, the, the you know the slow paste. Uh, some people put cornbread in it. Some people put sour cream in it. You got to have that little spiciness sometimes. They, they drop the jalapenos in there, jalapenos. How do you like your chili? And then we got the you know you got the you got the turkey chili. You got, you got all kinds turkey of turkey chili. No, don't give me. It's no chili chili if it's like all light and whatnot. You know with the pinto beans. Oh, you mean, yeah. Um, I think that counts as a chili. Like, when they do chili cook-offs, there's all kinds of chilies. I think it counts as chili. Why did it just jump in my head? I would hate I would hate to be the person who's in charge of the portable bathrooms at a chili cook-off. <laughs> 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 I'm telling you, man. I hate to be in charge of any porta potty any porta potty <laughs> anywhere, any place. Anywhere. So we had a poll. 62% said chili is not a soup. So we already know how the people feel. You just heard how Jeremy and I feel. Jeremy feels, Jeremy doesn't have any qualms about it. It's very clear to him that it's a soup. I don't have any qualms with my feelings either. Like, I'm not conflicted. Chili is just chili. It's its own category. Tell us how you feel. Leave us an anchor message. Tweet at us. Whatever you want to do. DMs. Text if you got our phone number. And we'll get at you. Holla at you boys. The Raspy Boys Kids are brought to you by Swill Dog Hard Cider, the finest hard cider in all of the world, made right there in Franklin, West Virginia. They are encouraging you to get Swill, responsibly, of course. We also want to give a big shout, a big thank you to our partner and sponsor, Astorg Auto of Charleston. The man with the plan is Mr. Jamie Spears. When you want to ride in elegance, luxury, and style, they're the ones to see. They'll treat you right, and you'll be driving better. Make sure you tell them that the RVK sent you. Hey, this is Brandon from the Raspy Voice Kids. We are now teamed up with SeatGeek. SeatGeek, the place to go and get your tickets for any live event that you want to be a part of, especially if you're a sports fan. Use code RaspyVoice, R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E, and you get $20 off your first purchase. Code RaspyVoice at SeatGeek. Download the app. Get to saving now. You want the dopest gear out? You want to look fresh while rocking the Mountaineer brands? The best thing to do is go to bookexchangewv.com. That's where you get the flyest apparel. The Book Exchange is going to hook you up for listening to the RVK. 
Use code R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E, Raspy Voice. Code Raspy Voice when you go to bookexchangewv.com to get the Flyest Mountaineer gear and souvenirs. time to talk about the Oklahoma game really Jeremy what is there to say nothing to say man um I watched the Oklahoma game truth is the first half I saw some good things I saw some things I didn't like so much but the biggest thing for me is I never um get mad at a game when we when we lose when we're not the better team Unless unless it was a stupid error to make us lose. Meaning we had a chance, if we had a chance to win. This game right here, we were nowhere near the better team. That's what I talked about. When I, when I talked about Texas, I said I didn't see anything that made them the top 15 team. They weren't blowing us up on the line. They didn't have these super quick linebackers. They didn't have these athletes that we couldn't compete with. When we played Oklahoma, that's a different story. Watch the receivers, how they ran by uh, you know our defensive backs. Watch their defensive backs as they locked onto our receivers. Watch the offensive and defensive line. I thought we came with good play calling. And I really want to salute the players because they played so hard. But I think there's a discrepancy in talent um, that was very obvious to see uh, on the field. You think so? It, it very obvious to see. And the thing is, it's not to say we don't have talent. We have talent. But Oklahoma has elite talent. That speed was clear and apparent throughout the entire game from every position. Um, the defensive offensive line uh, of being brutal and big and, and like – I was just very – I came away very impressed with Oklahoma, and I felt like West Virginia played hard. Now, granted, I'll say I only got to see the first half myself. Um, I got to listen to the second half. The first half, we were fighting. That's what we wanted. When I envisioned Neil Brown coming here, this is what I've said many times, I, I envisioned us playing hard and fighting, and that's what we did. We had good coaching. It's just, uh, you know, <laughs> the talent was different. So I wasn't mad at the loss. I personally felt like – I wasn't mad about the loss either. Um, I was upset in moments at places I thought we could capitalize on, but, you know, it is what it is, as you say. The talent's just not there. And it starts up front. We're averaging 2.9 yards per carry, Jeremy. 2.9 yards per carry. So if you can't run the ball, nothing else works. If you can't run the ball, they don't have to respect your pass. If they can stop your run with four or five down line, four or five men, and they can – they uh, players, and they can stay – uh, six to play coverage, whether it's man-to-man or zone, you're in a real bad position. Now, the offense, offensive line, to give them credit, where credit is due, they did not give up a sack. They didn't. They absolutely didn't. So I give them credit for that. They did not give up a sack. But 2.9 yards per carry is not going to get it. 88 yards average on the season rushing is not going to get it. We're 126 out of 130 teams in rushing for the season. Yeah, uh, and we thought that running was going to be the strength. Normally, it's the other way around. If you don't have a good offensive line, they can at least run the ball, but they can't pass protect. And that has not been the case for us. No, absolutely not. I look at our uh, just different players. I like Letty being in the game for this uh, in the game for this game because he's strong. When he got hit, he falls forward. He makes um, I don't say that makes people miss, but he he runs through them for at least. A, a yard more. You know what I mean? I don't feel like McCoy gives us that. McCoy isn't as big and as strong. And when you can't outrun the defense, you need somebody who's at least going to hit the defense and fall forward. Also, Alec Jennings, man, I love his heart. The what the play he got called uh offensive pass interference for. Yeah. Go up and make a play. I like seeing that fight. Now I don't and I watch Alec Jennings and I don't think he's a great route runner at all. But he has this grit and this fight that I really enjoy. He's a true freshman. That's no, true. Simmons, man. Simmons is showing who he is, man. That dude can run routes. And his strength after the catch, that is what a leader is supposed to do, man. And, and that's what he's doing. Um, I saw that. That really jumped out at me because Simmons is in the right spot, spot at the right time, running good, crisp routes, getting open, and then has strong hands to bring it in. Uh, my other thing is Sam James, man. That dude is a beast. There's no question. When he catches the ball, he's electric. He's fast. This dude is a monster. I personally would just like to see Sam James get better at the 50-50 ball. When the ball's in the air and you got to go make a play. Now, he did it um, a couple games ago when he scored a touchdown. Uh, I believe it was Texas cut inside, uh, caught the touchdown pass. Yeah. But I want to see him go over people. I feel like when the ball's in the air, when there's a 50-50 chance, there's too often that he just, you know, he's a freshman. He's young. I mean, excuse me. He's a sophomore. He's young. He's not as strong. He's a redshirt freshman. He, he doesn't come up with those 50-50 balls um, 
like I would like him to. Does he have the talent? Yes. Can he get there? Absolutely. Watch Sam James for five seconds, and you know this dude's a star. But I just I noticed that in that game that he doesn't come up with the 50-50 balls as much as I would love to see. Um, but once again, I, I feel like our team played hard. I feel like there was good play calling. Now, now I heard people saying certain things. I don't know what they're talking about with the play calling. We did bubble screens. We threw the ball deep. We did draw plays. We ran outside. We ran inside. We went a few plays where all we did was throw it deep. I feel like our offensive coordinator and the offense was trying to do what they can. But there's times and games when you're just outmatched. And that's the reason why early in the season when we talk about these other games, the Kansas game, the NC State game, even the Texas game, these are games that are winnable, that we have enough talent to win, so we had to win. Now, we won two of the three of those, but... Coming on, now we have five games left, and we have to win three games. So we're really going to have to press it and, and get gritty and grimy because we're going to make a bowl. So you're predicting we're going three and two the way on the way out? Got to. At least. I hope. I want to address fans say, complaining about the effort. One of the things I want to say is just because you're losing, just because you're getting embarrassed, doesn't mean you're not playing hard. No, amen. Preach, preach. And I hear people say all the time, uh, we're not we're not out there playing. We're not playing hard. They're not giving all they have. Yeah, they are. They're just getting out, man. And I heard Especially somebody, I heard somebody say, have, we're getting out coached. No, we're not. I didn't think we got out coached at all. I didn't think so either. We got out talented. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there's nothing you can do about that. Yep. No, I agree. Um, I also am not necessarily on the Trey Low train like everybody else is. Um, I think Neil Brown, I don't think Neil Brown is a stubborn guy. I think he's a guy who wants to play the best players. Um, and if Trey Lowe, if he doesn't feel Trey Lowe is ready, then he, he's probably not ready, but we'll find out because they said they're going to re- hit the reset button and nobody's job is safe. I, uh, even though he did say the starter is Austin Kendall. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to think about that. I would like to see Trey Love because of the um, recruiting hype that came in, and we know he's a running quarterback. More importantly, I would like to see Trey Love because our starters haven't been getting it done the way they could. I didn't think Austin play, Kendall played a bad first half. Now, that's the one I was able to see live. From what I hear, the second half didn't go so well. But the first half, I saw him develop a rhythm, and, and you know, i seen flashes of, okay, this is the reason why this guy went to Oklahoma. This is the reason why this guy came to West Virginia. Because he's a great passer. Um, but when you're at the spot where, where you're at right now, where everything's, I don't say on the line, but like, you know, it's kind of up in the air, why not try, try Trey Lowe? You know, if he's if he has talent. Because if you feel like you're not that far off, like you weren't in the Texas game, we weren't that far from winning, and you think that there, but you think that there's a, a, a large gap in talent between Trey Lowe and Austin Kendall then there's no reason to go backwards. That's true, but we all know game time is a little different than practice time. And granted, these coaches are way better but at if you're evaluating. A coach, I'm going to say, if you're a coach. And you've been there and you've seen and it. And you're watching practice and the guy's not giving you any signs, why would you throw him in? That's, That's the part true. that doesn't make any sense to me. No, I, I agree. I agree with that. That actually makes a, a lot of sense. It's just, you know, when you want to win, you want to look for hope wherever you can. We can't say put the backup in because we've seen Austin Kendall. You mean Jack Allison? Excuse me, yeah, yeah. Jack Allison, because we've seen the backup. Um, Jack got into a little bit of rhythm against Iowa State, but he's just not the guy. Not yet, anyway. Austin Kendall, too, man. He's gotten a little bit of rhythm, but I don't know if he's a guy. I'm not, no, he's not the guy for what we want. Yeah. He's not the guy for competing for Big 12 championships. It's hard to really say when you don't have a running game. That, that's exactly what I was going to say. But that's one of the things that is intriguing about Trey Lowe because he's a dual-threat quarterback. That's what he did in high school. That's what he's... And we're not saying Jack Al- I mean, uh, Austin Kendall can't run, but there's a difference between a quarterback who can run and a running quarterback. There's a difference. Yeah. So there's a lot to see. Josh Chandler's going to be out for about a month. Keith Washington should be back for Baylor. Um, of course, of course, Van Darius Cohen is gone. He's out for the season. So there's a lot of freshmen. I believe they said there were 18 true and redshirt freshmen playing, which is great. Which is it's tremendous. It's phenomenal for the future. Yeah, for it's future. bad for now. Yeah, of course. But Kerry Martin's been looking good. Um, there's been uh, Tyke Smith has had his bright spots, his moments. He's a good. So, um. We're going to have to wait and see really what, what is produced out of all of this. you got to trust the climb, though. It's real cliche, 
but there's no other option. You're not firing Neil Brown. <laughs> it's absurd to even think about right now. So you just have to trust that the guy has a plan. And like he said today, he's looking for marked improvement. That doesn't necessarily equate to wins all the time, but he's looking for marked improvement. So we have to wait and see each game. Are we making progress? Rat me, boys! We love our man, Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and international world traveler, Jim Ashley. We thank you for being a sponsor and partner with the show. We love having you on. Can't wait till you're here again. Big shout to Shrinkables! Shrinkables, supporting the RVK partnership since day one. Welcome back to another edition of the RVK Golden Blue interview. Today we have one third of the big men on campus. We've already had Pat White. We've already had Steve Slayton. We even had Pat McAfee. But now we have the runaway beer truck himself, the pride of Gilman, Wisconsin, Mr. Owen Schmidt. Owen, how are you, sir? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Man, I like that... uh... The pride of Gilman, Wisconsin, baby. You done your research. Well, what else could it be, man? If we're going to have you on the show, we got to make sure we're ready to go. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. So one of the things I like to ask whenever we do these interviews, I want to know, how did you get to Morgantown? We know you started out at in Wisconsin at a different school, a different university. How did you end up in Morgantown? Well, um... I basically, uh, you know, this is back, I guess this is dating myself a little bit. Um, I made a VHS tape, a highlight tape. I made like 20 of them. I know, man. I made, I had 20 VHS tapes with, uh, kind of a highlight tape that I had made. And, uh, and I hate that I forget his name, but, uh, Video tech teacher at Fairfax High School at the time, he he put it together for me, and I just it's I can't remember his name right now, but uh, I give him definitely the cred. He he I picked the clips out, and then he put it together, and uh, then me and my mom went road tripping up and down the East Coast, and kind of just dropped the films off, and uh, and I was actually talking to Donnie Young at the time via email when I was at uh, University of Wisconsin River Falls and just kind of chatting with him and, like, you know, letting him know, like, hey, I'm interested. Here's my stats. This is my size. I'd love to drop a video off so, like, you guys can just see me in person. And, uh, you know, I had a, I had a great year at uh, River Falls um, I think I ended up running for just over a thousand yards. We ran a wishbone. I mean, it was honestly for me, I, I hate, I loved being at West Virginia, but I really loved running the football. I guess that's a little selfishness in me, but that's okay. I did really love, I did love, uh, river falls a ton. And I, and coach O'Grady actually coached me, uh, at this, uh, it was called Kenner camp. It was for um, Craig Kenner, an athlete who had died in a tragic hunting accident, uh, and they held this camp called Kenner Camp for the last 25 years while I'd been living in Gilman. And it was like my grandfather was a longtime head coach, and he kind of had a bunch of his players uh, become coaches, and that's kind of everybody got together and held this camp on. But anyways, I – got through him talked to him after the season he gave me his blessing he said just please talk good about river falls and i was like you know absolutely coach o'grady john o'grady was the, the head coach at the time and uh yeah that's just kind of how it happened he gave me his blessing and i went on the road with my mom in that vhs tape and was lucky enough to to get in touch with donnie young and donnie handed it off to coach rod and and then all of a sudden i was getting an opportunity Opportunity to come walk on. First impression of Rich Rodriguez. Uh, man, this guy is going to be a hard. 
<laughs> yeah, well, spot on. 100% correct in that one. Now, you talked about how you like running the yeah. ball at River Falls, and, and that's what you love to do. So um, the bowl game, the Gator Bowl game, Steve Slayton goes down. You step up. You were ready for that moment, ready to get the ball. Oh, oh man. You know what? I think my one regret when I went through the whole NFL process is, like, coaches would, like, you know, they ask you, like, well, what do you want to do? And I kind of at that time was like, man, I'll just – I'll do anything. I, I was – it was like, man, I'm getting the opportunity of a lifetime to play in the NFL. I wish I would have spoke up for myself and said, hey, man, I want to run the ball. But uh, circumstance – that didn't – you know, I, I didn't step up for myself. But it all worked out in the end anyways. But, I mean, there's just nothing like running the ball. And the way I grew up and the players that I loved watching, just super physical, you know, it was like – you're a big John Riggins guy. Yeah, it was like, you know, the Mike Allstott. You know I was I mean? just about to loved say Mike Allstott. Yeah, I loved Zonka. You know, I loved all those guys, dude. You know, Tom Rathman. You know, when we, you know, you look back at, like, some of the crazy guys. You know, I loved Bo Jackson. You know what I mean? Uh, Eric Dickerson, big backs. You know what I mean? T.J. Duckett was like... Was it was cool as hell because when I w- uh, went to Seattle, he was there. So I'm like, oh man, DJ Duggan, bro. Shout you out know, Michigan State. Like, Shout out Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, right. But uh, but I had to keep it under wraps because I didn't want like look like a complete. You know, you gotta look cool. You know, what I mean, you can't like just <laughs> yeah. sweat, you can't sweat them. You know, you can't sweat them too hard. So you walk on to West but, Virginia, uh, man. You you come down from uh, Wisconsin. You, you walk on to West Virginia. Was there ever a moment that you questioned your ability to play at this big time university? Oh man, the whole first year I was there, dude. Wow. Um, I used to call. I had a good friend, Carrie. Um, that's Not that I call her Care Bear. <laughs> yeah, uh, I call her Care Bear. And uh, anyways, but I met her at River Falls. We just we were like just good friends, and. Uh, I'd call her and I'd be like, man, this is just like, I don't think I'm going to fit in here. You know, obviously I couldn't play because I was redshirted, so it didn't matter how hard I tried or whatever, I wasn't going to get on the field. So that was like just kind of discouraging a little bit. Like when I went there, I was like, dickhead mode, but I was like, man, I'm glad you have a scholarship, but I want one too. So yeah, I'm going to go hard. <laughs> you know, I'm like... So- I'm. So, I'm not. I know this is practice. I'm not going to hurt you, but I'm going to hit you. When did it change, man? Like when did it change? You, you, you're, you know, in the old golden blue. When did it hit you the first day? Like, man, I, I can do this. I'm the man. Let, let's do it. Let's go. Lace them up. Um, I think in the spring when I started to get to tote the pill a little bit, man, it was like me and Jamal and I had an epic hit like at the goal line in the spring game. And, like, these guys hated me because I was, like, the try-hard guy. So, you know, they'd be scheming in practice, like, you guys got to take this Schmidt kid out, man. He is annoying as hell. He's disrupting practice. Like, somebody take him out. And I just kept on getting up and taking it, man. And uh, I think I earned a lot of respect um, from those guys. And, I mean, I think when I hit – when Jamal and I hit – because he was he, – dude, Jamal was like – he was one of the baddest safeties I'd ever seen play. And he was a bruiser, man. He would absolutely destroy you. And I He wasn't that big, though, right? I, Jamal? Yeah. Um, it, Maybe like 210, maybe. But he was, a, he was an assassin. Dude, he just was – he just – it doesn't – I mean, it's not about how big you are, man. It's all heart. You know what I mean? You yeah. know the guys that, like, when they hit you, you they kind of cripple you a little bit, but you don't let them see that. But you're like, damn, that guy really got me right there. Boo McClee was Boo. another guy. He could absolutely put you to your knees. I mean, that guy had the flattest back, and he would just rock you downhill, man. He uh but he, he rocked th- himself later. Sp- yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, you know, 
but unfortunately things happen. that happened. Yeah, things happen. I mean, it's crazy because what people don't understand is when football is your entire life, like it is for us, um, when it goes away, you try to fill that void with so many things and it's just never going to happen because nothing is going to, nothing is going to fill it. You, there's nothing else like being able to play the game. And, and, and when you get to play it at such a high level, um, you just, there's nothing that can replace it. So guys, you know, they experiment, they do their own thing. They do a bunch of other stuff, which is unfortunate, but it's really such a true blessing. And, and like, when I get a t- when I get time to talk to these young kids, you know, I go like full sergeant mode, and I'm like, "Hey, man, where are the seniors at?" I was like, "What does it feel like to be playing your last year of football ever in your life?" And everybody's just like, uh, "What?" I'm like, "It's that serious because <laughs> when it- I'm just saying when it's over, man, you're just like, you know what I mean? Hopefully, you played as hard as you could, so you don't have a ton of regrets. You know what I mean?" I hope Oops. you gave it your all because when it's over, you like that's when I really started reminiscing about it. While I was in the yeah. game, I never like something I learned from my grandfather was like, don't ever look at the headlines, don't even look at the newspaper, just play the game and do your thing. And you know they they were awesome. My grandmother and my grandfather uh, they they scrapbooked and saved all those things for me. But now getting back and looking at the stuff. Just brings back so many great memories, but then I'm like, dude, give me one year and I'll be ready to play. You know, like, yeah, yeah, I'm for like, sure. I, yeah, when so it's it, over, you know, that's yeah, the time over, so. I fall in love again. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, as far as like knowing when I was on the right t- track was definitely that spring. Two got two crucial running backs went down, Purnell and Jason Colson, and I got an opportunity to to get some PT, and then it was like, okay, man, I was like, I I was like, I think I'm gonna be okay. And uh, what I about mean, in my, in my heart, well, when Gwaltney got there, it was like, holy gosh, this man child just showed up to campus, like the big person from New York. I mean, listen. So much hype around that kid, and he was a horse. He he wasn't no slouch. He just didn't go to class. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. gotta go to school too. That's kind of this a requirement. The 80s anymore. Yeah, it's not the eighties anymore. Things changed, and he wasn't ready for it. Yeah, he just he I I think he just thought that being good on the field was good enough, and unfortunately, I mean, you see that with so many kids. Like it's. That's what's great, too, about the evolution of the game and just humanity is you see the evolution of these players go from absolute brutes to now brutes with brains. I got a question for you. Do you remember the first time someone called you the beer truck? Um, I want to say we – it was actually – we. I think we played in Maryland. And – I had a ton of buddies there, and I ended up getting in the game. I had a, a, a big run. I made it down to the two. It was like my first – I think it was probably one of my first carries, maybe. Um, and my buddies were like, dude, you got to hear what this guy was calling you after the game or during the game. And I was like, what did he call me? He's like, he called you the runaway beer truck. And I was like, oh, man, legendary. <laughs> See, I thought it was a guy that goes by the name Herd Hater. You remember him? Oh yeah, Herd Hater. Can you get a Can you give us a big Herd Hater shout out? Herd Hater shout out. Herd Hater. He uh he sings your praises. (laughs) He sings your praises, man. Just like everybody in the state of West Virginia. Jeremy and I actually had a debate once. We debated who gave the better speech, the pre-Fiesta Bowl Bill Stewart speech or the post-Fiesta Bowl Owen Schmidt speech. Jeremy was on the side of Bill Stewart. I was on the side of Owen Schmidt. How do you feel those two speeches stack up? I mean, Coach Stews was what brought 
that speech, I guess, to fruition. So I'd probably say his is the one that lit the fire under my ass. Uh, but, I mean, legendary speech. Off the cuff, for sure. Um, so it was from the heart. Uh, and Coach D just kind of, he knew what to say. That was like, he wasn't going to cuss, but he was going to just say the right thing that was just going to light it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, man, it's, a, it's hard to really explain over the phone what it, you know, what it's like now without him. Um, he was such a good guy. I got to spend a bunch of time with him my senior year because he ended up taking over tight ends and fullbacks. And, uh, you know, just a complete class act. I love, I'm so happy for Blaine now that he's up in Steeler country doing his thing. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And, uh, chip off the old block, you know? Is that, is that the moment that you remember the most, the Fiesta Bowl run? Because you had a lot of great moments in, uh, Golden Blue. And, uh, we know that, you know, what, three bowl games, you had 50 plus run yards. So it wasn't just a Fiesta Bowl. Um, is that the moment you remember most uh, uh, being in Golden Blue? I think that run kind of solidified all the moments for sure. Uh, for me, it was a giant relief off of my shoulders because I feel like I could just never get there. You know, I was so, so close. I always would break a big one, but I'd always end up getting tackled, you know, just short. So uh, that one definitely sums up all of them. But, man, I mean, I think of some fun runs like the Louisville overtime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there were some good ones in there where I was just, like, having fun, running hard. Like, we were like, this is our game. Like, we're winning this. Um, you know, that definitely, uh, I think, the Rutgers game when I finally kind of started getting confidence with myself and my uh, just just my moves like so. Is so that the much hold up. Is that the legendary yep. picture where you're where you're where you're hopping over the the Rutgers dude? That if you Google Owen Schmidt, yeah. you see where you where you hopping over, dude. Yeah, I, there was like that was kind of the moment in my life where I was like, come on, dude, like you got to do more than just running people over. Like, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I, it, like in my head, I'm like, man, I'm probably a pretty boring player to watch. I don't have many moves except for, you know, lower the bone, lower the boom. But I just kind of, you know, I was watching a lot of Brian Leonard who was actually at Rutgers. Yeah. And he used to jump over like everybody. Like that was his thing. And I'm Number like, 23. You know what? I'm tired of getting smoked in the shins. I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna go airtime one time. I'm gonna go a white man can jump. You know what I mean? One time for old Woody Harrelson. No, old it was, Woody. It was perfect too because the camera got it like a perfect picture of it, bro. That's forever immortalized. Oh yeah, Dale Sparks actually took that picture, man. Shout out to Dale Sparks, legendary photographer of all things West Virginia. Absolutely, DS. So we we don't talk about this except for on very rare occasions. But we want to talk about the game that no Mountaineer ever wants to speak of. And the question oh, I have for – well, the question I have for you is there's, there's this conspiracy theory floating around that Rich Rodriguez threw that game. Do you believe it's possible he threw that game intentionally? Uh, I don't think so. I – I think he got out coached. I think he uh think he got a little too cocky and thought maybe we could do you just kind of run it down their throats and pop a big one like we were doing kind of all year anyways. Um I didn't I will tell you this, I know in that game I only played a handful of snaps maybe 10 or 12 plays. And I was usually playing like 35 to 40 plays a game. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't much into the game plan. I mean, dude, that's 
God, I hate that night, man. It was my it was my last game I ever played there. Um, we hate just, it too. It sucked. It just I mean, well, you know, you know, my you know name is he, you know my name is I also hate Pitt on Twitter and Instagram, and you got yes. at me one day. And you, uh, you were like, what makes you think you hate Pitt more than me? And I made it very clear that, one, I don't ever want to argue with you about anything. Anything. But, but, <laughs> but, two, that I was not suggesting I hated them more than you hate Pitt. Oh, just how how much do you hate them? Oh, man, they took my chance away. I mean, I feel like, really, they didn't take it away. We, 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 we did it ourselves. Um, but it just, I mean, man, you only get so many moments in your life to do things that are truly great, uh, and to be considered, you know, the greatest. And we had an opportunity and we just, you know, we didn't get there. I, I feel like sometimes I try to, I some my career up by championships well i didn't freaking really win any i mean we won bowl games but i'm talking about like the big one you know what i mean yeah and uh the one we've been waiting on the one you know what i mean and i was like man we will be apps i was like man if you never want to buy a beer in morgantown again we need to win this game <laughs> like but see i got a uh, feeling i got a feeling i've been around you when you've been out i got a feeling you don't pay for many drinks unless you choose to yeah, probably. I'm very lucky, though. I'm very lucky. The good thing is, is, like, when you think about, you know, most football players are like, oh, man, all the chicks are going to like me. Like, for me, it's the complete opposite. It's like all the dudes. It's like, what's the dude's name? Uh, Freaky Friday? Uh uh, little Dicky, little Dicky, little Dicky says like <laughs> at the beginning of his video, the guy comes up and is like, "Yeah, man, I put all the all my dudes up on you," <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, oh, geez, thanks, thanks." Yeah, I got a feeling you do like... all right with the ladies, Owen. I got a feeling you do all right. Oh yeah, I'm all I'm I'm fine there. All right, so so those are our questions. We're gonna get into the fun questions. It's rapid fire time. Cool. We did we did this with everybody. It's t- your turn. You ready? Oh no no! I do want to uh, say this. I do want to throw this out there. We had Pat McAfee on, and Brandon brought you up to Pat McAfee, and he said, "I brought you up because you threat because it sounded like you were threatening me, and I wanted his I wanted his help." And, and what did he say, Brandon? He said you were the biggest animal he'd ever met. Nobody could drink more than you. Nobody could lift more than you. I know you won the Workout Warrior Award in two thousand seven. Or yeah. whatever they called it. He's like, dude, the guy's an animal. The dude's just an animal. You don't want any of Owen Schmidt. Do you have any Pat McAfee stories you can share with us? Man, the first time I saw Pat McAfee kick a football, it was in the IPS. And you know it's not a full field, but it's whatever. Uh, and that's kind of relevant. But he was kicking like 65 yarders, right? And I was like, holy Schmidt, this kid has got a leg on him. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he just switched up and started kicking him with his left leg. No, and my mind literally exploded. With his left like, leg? He was kicking the same yardage. He was kicking like six, literally like 65 yarders. And he, he goes, he want to see something cool? I'm like, Kicking a 65-yard field goal is pretty effing cool, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And then he switches it up, and he starts kicking with his left leg, and I'm like, this kid is an absolute freak show. Like, that is unheard. You both have great stories on how you got to WVU also. Like, his story is phenomenal. And your story, it's all – like, I just love how hard both of you guys worked to become who you became. I respect it so much. And I respect that the hustle didn't stop after your dream yep. ended. You yep. went to the NFL. You played for multiple organizations. Then you opened up your own saloon. You you hang out with the Davison brothers on a regular basis. Um, and you're always plotting and planning on pursuing dreams. And I just love and respect that. I, I want to say that before, we, before we're gone. I appreciate that, man. I, I feel like that's – it's so important. And, I mean, like – if I could say anything to the youth today, it's like, man, work hard, dream big. 
was like, anything is possible. I was like, I feel like when you kind of stop that, you just, you kind of stop living a little bit. You know what I mean? You're not truly all in the game anymore. Yeah. And and the, and the dream can be, it can be, I want to be the best dad in the world. It, it doesn't have to, uh, you know, be around anything like what you think, uh, the norm might be. It can be literally anything. If you just want to be the be be the best you. You know what I mean. Try to be the best you. And it's not always easy, but if you can just remember that, your life will just be that much sweeter. Hey, bro, man, we love it. We love those words. We love the runaway beer truck. We love what you did for West Virginia universities. University, so many times going to the stadium, watching you play, watching you on TV, man. It was just awesome to see the things that you provided us as Mountaineer fans to be proud of and to take pride in. But now get ready for them questions. Rapid fire. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Best Pop-Tart? Uh, what is that? The uh, cinnamon? Uh, Brown like sugar? Pop, Brown sugar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good can't good call. Lion King or Toy Story? Which is the better movie? Uh, Lion King. Boom. Cool Ranch or Nacho Cheese Doritos? Cool Ranch. Best fast food French fry? Chick-fil-A. Waffle fries. Ooh, the waffle fries. Do you, uh, does ketchup go on a hot dog? Oh, absolutely. LeBron or Jordan? Jordan. Brady or Manning? Oh, man. What? What's the – I know it's rapid fire, but, like – No, you just got to pick hard. one. Who, who are you taking? Who's on Brett your squad? Favre. You got first pick of the NFL draft. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh Oh, what do I want to ask him? I don't know. I think we're done with rapid fire. Is that it? No, I had another. Well, I mean, one. we got one more, but 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 that's that's the big that's the big ensemble. All right, so that I mean, I can't remember what I was going to ask you next. So then that means we're at the final question. Oh, no, that's what I was going to ask you: Pat White or Major Harris? I gotta go with my boy Pat. Pat Weezy, and Jeremy's hey, got man. the question of all yeah. questions. Hey, be for yeah. real. I'll say this every single week. Every person we talk to, be for real and, uh, and uh, uh, answer honestly. You ready? Okay. Do you pee in swimming pools? Absolutely. Oh, I love 100%. it. One hundred percent. I love it. I love it. I knew Owen would keep it real. One of the most, one of the most honest people on here. Period. Who oh. doesn't? I mean, come on now. No, liars. Liars don't. That's who does. The, the people <laughs> who don't who are the liars. It. Noel Divine. Noel Divine laughed pretty hard, and he tried to tried to pretend like he didn't. Uh, Stedman Bailey last week was like, well, no, you lie. I told him to his face. I said, I feel, I feel like you're lying to me, Stedman. You know you pee in pools. Pat White said if he has to pee, he does. So Akmanoa said he chooses hot, tub- <laughs> hot tubs because you can't feel the warmth. <laughs> and you can't notice the bubbles is what he said. Smart, smart. Owen, we know you're you're a busy guy, so we thank you so much for joining us. You didn't have to do this. Thanks for taking time out of your day to talk to the Raspy Voice. No, no, kid. no. I got one more question. I, no, no, no. He's wrapping up. I, I, you know, I'm throwing this in here because I really want to know because I feel like it's a good question, I, and I've only asked it to two people. I want to know the answer to the J-Lo in her prime or Kim Kardashian in her prime. Man, J-Lo. I feel like Kim's not even the same person. At least J-Lo's, like, real. She's just Jenny from the block. You know? All right. All right, there it is. So, before we go, I do want to ask you, you've been around Rich Rodriguez as head football coach for the Mountaineers. You've been around Bill Stewart. I knew you had sideline passes. I saw you on the sidelines with Dana Holgerson. What's it like having Neil Brown in Morgantown? What have you noticed? What do you pick up about him as a coach? Um, dude, I think he's a family man. I think he's going to be a great role model for the guys. I think he's going to bring back those traditions. Um, I think Dana kind of effed us with not really recruiting much, so he doesn't have much to work with right now, but – 
you know what? If I could say anything to the team, uh, it would be, hey, man, effort is in your heart, and I want to see the effort. I want to see us flying around, smashing people. I don't, I don't, nobody, the expectations were already low, but I want to see people getting laid out on the field within the rules of the game, but I want to see the effort. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's something I want to see brought back to West Virginia. Like, man, you know what? We might lose the game, but we're going to beat the living piss out of you. You're going to so, feel us. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to feel us on Friday. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, you're going to feel us the week, the next week. That's what I, that's what I want to see. You know what I mean? And I think those guys, they're completely ca- – anybody's capable of that. They just got to believe in themselves. And then they just got to understand that, hey, man, you got to run through a wall sometimes. Or smash a helmet on your forehead. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. All right, Owen. We're going to let you go. We're going to put this. We're, I don't know exactly when this show is going to be out, but when it's out, I'm sure people are going to be clamoring all over the place to hear it because this was absolute fire. You brought yeah, man. the heat. Yeah, man. You brought the realness. You brought exactly what we hoped for. So thank you so much. Yeah, dude. No problem. You guys have a great one, man. Love the show and uh, keep it up, dude. Let's go, Mountaineers. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.